Ever since No Child Left Behind was passed in 2002, the U.S. education system saw a great focus on quantitative ways to measure student achievement. No Child Left Behind was meant to be a progressive fix to inequality in education, but soon enough, high-stake testing became rather stigmatized. Standardized testing was thought to be the solution to figuring out how to combat unequal education and to incentivize students and teachers. For anyone who grew up around this experimental stage of assessment, it's been a point of anxiety and frustration. Many scholars and education researchers have questioned the accuracy of measuring truly the quality of a student's education by a test that doesn't even take into account different learners and diverse communities. Taubman 2009 names this sort of quantitative assessment to have created an audit culture where education is more about reaching higher test scores rather than building knowledge, experience, cognitive skills, and overall comprehension of the content at hand. I think I'd have to agree with Todman on the fact that standardized testing has become a resource towards producing a better market of students for capitalism and the workforce. It can be argued that this uh, formal type of assessment, in a way, is only measuring a student's value or future contribution to the economy. By this I mean, these tests are limiting the capabilities of other outcomes that alternative assessing can create. Since there is no one student alike, there cannot be a limiting set of assessment options. A great alternative to formal assessment is project-based learning where students get to present what they have learned and critically worked um, on throughout the year or for a set of weeks. I spoke with a New York City English as a New Language teacher about the benefits project-based learning provides to students coming into the U.S. from other countries, and she shared with me a few of her best assessment models for her diverse class setting. In my curriculum section of my portfolio, I spoke about the project Ms. L cultivated around identity and integration into the community. Just to recap, the Identity Unit project pushes students into activism work in an effort to create meaningful learning. At the end, students are expected to create a presentation of what they learned and why it is important to speak up for change. Ms. S used the final presentation as a, uh, to assess both their learning of the knowledge, but also their progress of the English language through conversations. Their presentations were locally at TC, and community members had the chance to talk with the students about why they chose their topic and what they discovered. This informal assessment made for a meaningful process since it was completely influenced by both the intrinsic motivation of the student to share with others their new knowledge and a community validation that hopefully opened doors for them to feel like they had a place within this rather new world. In this form of assessment, all students are given the resources they need to carry out their civic participation. They are connected with local activist groups shown experiential learning opportunities like attending marches and going to movement meetings. They have access to technology resources and shown how to discover the skills so that later on they can take it with them in their real-life scenarios. The assessment is less structured with project-based learning, but it is personalized in a way to revolve around the student's abilities and interests rather than a set-in-stone, standardized, and rather mundane format we see in standardized assessments like 100 multiple choice tests.
Since this year was online, the students weren't able to do this project, but Ms. S's assessment strategies are still aligned with student interest-based assessments. Assessment this year through online learning will take on new informal structures for many K-12 classrooms. For Ms. S's ENL class, assessment is measured throughout the day. I observed her online class where students learned how to pronounce long and short vowels. There were obvious barriers through online format, given that her students struggled with technology and are still learning to navigate Google Classroom. Ms. S created a Google slide presentation with vowels on each side. She taught them the importance of the vowels and how they vary based on spelling. Then the students were to study for homework, the videos she recorded of herself, saying the vowels, pronouncing them over and over. The next morning, Ms. L assessed each student on the pronunciation to see if they took the time to practice the night before. If class was in person, her assessment would look more like Mr. Krugel's informal assessment video, which I'll link down below in the description, with a more active engagement style. For example, students engage in both self-assessment and peer assessment for learning vocabulary terms. Each student has a stack of vocabulary cards in the shape of a triangle, which is something that I've never seen before, and they self-assess by placing the cards either in the right, got it pile, or the left, needs more practice pile. This classroom seems like an urban setting with about 20 students. He doesn't specify in his videos which are where the location of the school is or which grade level he teaches, but this vocabulary assessment strategy could be useful to teachers and they can look to see which words they are const that students are constantly struggling with and can either go over it again or add it to a lesson plan for more exposure. I think self-assessment is useful for young students because even though they aren't aware how influential their minds can be on their success, it promotes the idea that testing can also be driven by the ability to measure one's own knowledge of certain subjects rather than just for short-term memorization. Mr. Kruger also shows an activity of where students are writing the answer on whiteboards, which could be a productive way to see instant understanding of material. But even better, he chooses two students who have different answers and asks them to stand on opposite sides of the room. Each student stands by the student, the other student who they believe has the correct answer.